if you can be an individual that wants something for people and not from people, if you can serve people and, and genuinely authentically love people and you're out for them and not what they can do for you, sky's the limit, dude. Everything is possible. Just hustle. Just hustle. The Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, where we keep it real, a state in entrepreneurship wisdom. Learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. Here's your host, Billy the Kid, aka Billionaire. Everything is possible. Just hustle. Just hustle. Everything is possible. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Billy the Kid, aka Biddy K, aka Billionaire, in this mug. And. Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, baby, where you're going to learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. You're going to get uncomfortable, you feel me? All the conversations that we're going to have are uncomfortable for you to think about, for you to sit there and really study where you are with your life. And, uh, you know, my favorite thing is if you are not ready to take your life to the next level, then do not hit play on this podcast, plain and simple. And today <clears throat> is the perfect example of that, man. I uh, just got off the phone with my man, Ken Jocelyn. Uh, such a great dude, man. Uh, this dude is literally the perfect example of the people that you want to be around. And, you know, he he's good at keeping in contact. He's just a humble individual and for where he's at right now and the stuff that he's doing you know you would definitely not think that he's this humble uh but that's why he is where he is and and it's something that we talked about today uh before we even get going i want to talk about his book today as the leader grows that is by ken jocelyn the nice thing is that it's a very easy book but it's full of information like this is it this is a manual that i recommend anybody out there that wants to get straight to it and get as much information the fastest way possible i mean it focuses on mindset growth uh you know just success in general so check out his book that is the book of the week today since that is who we have on the podcast and i'm super pumped uh it's a pleasure um but we before we get going, you know, uh, some of the stuff that we talked about was, you know, saying yes. And one of the points that I made that I always like to make is if you say yes, you have an abundant mindset. If you say no, then you have a scarcity mindset. So it's something to think about. The more yeses you say, the more opportunities that are going to come. That's just plain and simple. Of course, the more yeses you say, then the more stress, right? But if you don't have stress going on, there's no growth. And if you do feel overwhelmed, if you do feel stressed, quote unquote, then that means that you need to elevate your mindset. You cannot go back and say, you know what, I'm going to take it slower. I can't handle what I'm going through right now. You have to elevate your mindset at that point. Something that we definitely talked about in today's episode. And, you know, when a person claims to be too busy to do anything, they are admitting their inefficiency. Definitely, it goes along with saying yes. And again, we touched on that today. So it's a very great episode. I'm super pumped. Uh, before we get into it, guys. I want to announce uh, today, or actually not today, yesterday, 
I just closed on two more doors. I'm super excited for that. Uh, so anybody out there that's selling any properties, please let us know. Please let me know because we are constantly buying them. Uh, we are definitely uh, looking to grow the portfolio. So uh, the, the two properties that we got, uh, one of them I might just hotel or wholesale. Uh, the other one, I'm I'm actually going to flip it, I think. Um, but, you know, either way, uh, one of the biggest lessons is uh, to always have your money working for you. So the options are there. But I just bought these two pro properties because I knew something was going to come out of it. Whether I keep them, flip them, wholesale them, whatever it is, um, that's just part of the game. The main thing is to keep your money rotating. Don't just let it sit there at the bank. So... Uh, definitely I'm excited. Uh, we've been doing a lot of, uh, great things with the mastermind. Shout out to all the guys. Uh, every day is fire on there, you know, on the text messages that we have and everything. And I'm actually going to open up one more spot. I'm trying to keep it a small group, uh, just as small as possible. But if you're interested in joining the get uncomfortable mastermind, please shoot me an email info at billythekid.com with your story, your name and your story and what business you are wanting to get into or what business you are into already. And uh, with that being said, if you do that, then we can go ahead and provide you with info. We're only going to open one more spot, so please let me know as soon as possible so that way we can get you in if you are the right fit. We have had to say no in some instances, but don't let that encourage you, discourage you. Uh, make sure you at least try, right? That That's all it takes is try and uh, we meet every Friday uh, from, you know, 7 p.m. till 8.30 sometimes or 8, at least an hour. But most of the time it's more than that. And, uh, you know, there's there's so many great people in that group. Shout out to everybody in there, man. Uh, everybody brings their part. And honestly, I would be a liar if I didn't sit, if I didn't tell you guys that every single dude is killing it in that mastermind right now. Every single person. And uh, they can vouch that. The mastermind has elevated their business, their personal, uh, their finances, their relationships, just every all around. So we, we do a 30 day challenge where you either drop or gain something. And what that means is, you know, we've had guys lose 30 pounds, 20 pounds right now. Uh, we've had uh, people that maybe didn't watch TV for the full 30 days. So it's a 30 day challenge that we run every single month. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, you know, if you, if you're ready to take your life to the next level, join the gay uncomfortable mastermind, I promise you it is worth it. And, uh, I'm going to have some testimonials here from the guys soon as well. So that way you guys can hear the success stories. I am loving every single moment in that mastermind. So if you're interested, info at billythekid.com. Make sure you guys check out my brand new song. It's called Open Minded. And this song is called Open Minded because it talks about literally two different levels of thinking, right? So one of the bars on there, basically I say how some people might call somebody greedy. But then, so let's say with me, if somebody calls me greedy, I've had other people that call me uh, ambition, right? That I have ambition. So it's two levels of thinking. It's the same thing, you know, but two levels of thinking. So you need to think more on the other side of things anytime you think and your life will change. Um, you know, another example 
It's funny. Uh, shout out to one of my guys on the mastermind. You know, I, I I was talking about buying a dump trailer on there, and long story short, you know, the example I gave him of how time is worth more than the money that I paid for that dump trailer, for example, uh, for my construction company, and you know. One of the guys made a joke basically saying, oh, some people will call that lazy. Like he was making it a, a point that, yes, there is two levels of thinking. And it is so true. So check out the song Open Minded. It is out everywhere right now. I have some another great announcement before we jump on with Ken Jocelyn. If you are interested in his event, uh, which is, I believe, January 26th, it's a three-day event, the Grow Stack Drive. It's going to be hosted in atlanta for 2023 and there's going to be people like john maxwell himself ken jocelyn speaking uh ed mylet carlos reyes i mean it's packed it is packed with nothing but great people Uh, i actually just became an affiliate with them so if you are interested in getting your early tickets Please go to growstackdrive.com slash Billy the Kid, B-I-L-L-Y-D-H-A-K-I-D-D. So that is growstackdrive.com slash Billy the Kid. And you're actually going to get some uh, percentages off for going through that link. So please go now so you guys can go. uh, You guys will see me there. I'm going to be supporting my homie, Ken Jocelyn. Uh, But you know what? Enough of that. I am excited. Let's get to this interview. And here is the man, the myth, the legend, Ken Jocelyn, baby. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle podcast. Uh, I am pumped today. And and it's funny, I, I had to push it to get this show on the road because before doing the recording, we were already just talking some greatness, uh, like always. Today, I got my man, Ken Jocelyn, how you doing, buddy? What's up, homie? I'm good, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm with a bona fide rock star. <laughs> Blue check mark and everything, bro. What you talking love about? It. <laughs> love it, man. Love it, love it. Uh, you know, I I, I want to thank you, Ken, because you you are super talented at what you do. You since I've met you, it has been nothing but humbleness. And it's crazy mm. because when you measure your success of where you're at. Mm. And the, um, the, the humbleness that you have, it, there's something there. And, I, and you know mm. what? Let's start with that, man. If you, if you could explain how important that is. Um, you know, especially in the space that I'm in, uh, people ask me all the time. Like I, had, I just had our mastermind. Um, I run a very high level. <laughs> That's when I say high level. It's crazy, man. What God's doing right now. Uh, it's a faith-based mastermind. Our core five is faith, health, relationships, business, and finances. Faith, health, relationships, business, and finances. I had five eight-figure earners in the in the room with 35, 36 people. Five of those were eight-figure earners. For those of you guys that don't know what that is, that's somebody who makes over a million dollars a month. Um, and a lot of seven figure earners and a lot of, I had a, I had a couple young guys in there, like 24 ish making four to 600 K a, a year. And people ask me all the time. I mean, we've got guys in there like, you know, Brent Gove, one of the top guys at EXP, 35,000 agents in his organization. Um, Randy Garn, you know, dude, Randy's the most connected dude on the planet. Like he's best friends with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. He knows everybody. He runs one of the top level masterminds 
for all of the who's who's when it comes to speakers, authors, and coaches from Mel Robbins to Lewis House to Dean to Anthony Trucks to Jay Shetty to, I mean, Ray, Dave Hollis. I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on. <clears throat> you know, Randy's a part of our mastermind. Um, Gary Brecca, partners with Grant Cardone and 10X Health System. You know, Gary and Sage are, I talked to Gary this morning already. Um, I've got a text thread with five guys. Uh, Randy's one of those. Gary's one of those. My buddy, Master Jeff, Forbes Magazine calls him the Tony Robbins of Persia. Um, he's one of those, he's one of those eight figure earner guys. My buddy, Brian Covey, who's one of the top guys at uh, senior vice president at Lone Depot, 2 billion they did <clears throat> last year. And people go, how do you, like, how do you get such amazing relationships? And it really is this principle. It is be a leader who wants something for people, not from people. Mm. And it's crazy, dude. The stuff I hear out there today, it's like, and if you look at my Instagram page, I'm looking at it right now. And I'm like, I wasn't putting anybody on blast, but it's like, it, so I did that. I did that. You know, I said, do you want to attract amazing people in your life or your business? Be a leader who wants something for people, not from people. And then in the bottom, I wrote like a little quote. And I said, it's not about you. It's about them. Because you hear so much now, and it's like, you know, you hear so much now about, oh, it's got about you, you take care of you, it's all about you, it's all about you, and be you here, and be, the, and I'm like, no, that you can be for you, if, if, you're, if you're talking about what I call the oxygen mask uh, principle, you know, when you get on a plane, if you're traveling with a young child, if, you know, case of loss and cabin pressure, the oxygen mask, put the mask on yourself first, and then on the child. Because if you don't, that both of you are doomed. So you do have there is a there is a part of that where you have to take care of you, but it's but it's done from the standpoint and from the perspective of a servant leader, where you're doing it so then you can take your life and impact other people. Man, that is so true, and and that's definitely one thing that I can preach uh, about you and or stamp about you that you are all and that that's one of my favorite quotes from you. And there's a lot of them, Ken. Uh, but you know, be someone that wants something for people, not from people. Like that, that that's huge right there. Because the 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 you said it with IG. We're living in a place right now where that's all it is. That's all you see on social media. And um, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because lately, uh, you know, if if I take it back ten years ago and somebody did me wrong, right? Because we're in business and let's keep it real. Things always go wrong, right? And uh, somebody did me wrong back then. Ken, I would be a liar if I wasn't that negative person that got myself sick by saying, oh, born alone, die alone. I actually made a whole album called Trust Issues, you know, because of, uh, which was great too, because it it let me get it out too. But the point is that just because some asshole did some asshole things doesn't mean that the next that you can't give the next person a chance. And I'm big on that. I live by that nowadays out of the five, every five people you meet, you know, there's going to be that one asshole, but the other four are worth it. So if, if you right. could add on to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a call several years ago. <clears throat> it's probably been about, that's well, probably two or three years ago. I got a call from a really good friend of mine that I've known forever. Big time business guy. And he asked me about a friend of mine that I was doing business slash ministry with back in like 2000, 2001. And I hadn't talked to this guy at that point in about 12 years. And there were some things that happened, some things that went down that were not good on his side. Some, you know, some, some malicious intentional things. 
And so this guy calls me up on the phone and he asked me about the other individual. And I just said, Richie, I haven't talked to him in about 12 years, but I will tell you this. I'm not the same man I was 12 years ago. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not the same man he was 12 years ago either. Mm. And I think, dude, listen, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a person of faith and I spent 12 of the last 25 years in full-time ministry, pastoring churches. Um, my, our masterminds a faith-based mastermind. I tell people all the time, when you, when you understand how much God loves you and that he really did his son, he really did send his son to take your place and that he loves you and it's not predicated on your performance. And when you understand that God and Jesus love me, not because of what I do, but because of who I am, he loves me because he created me. I'm a son or a daughter. And when that, when that, when you get that and that understanding it, in Ephesians chapter one, verse 17, it talks about the eyes of your heart being opened or enlightened once that one seventeen or one eighteen, And really when you have that moment in your life where you're like, dude, God, you love me so much. You forgave me of all of this. Then what happens is you tend to use that same filter when you forgive other people in your life. Mm. You tend to use that same filter when you do life and people are going to do you wrong. It's just, it's in, 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 and sometimes it's not even intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's accidental, but things are going to happen that aren't going to feel good. And how are you going to walk through that? And you said it just a minute ago, you know, I, I was still angry at this guy or this happened and I had to do an album to kind of get, you know, unforgiveness. And you've probably heard this before unforgiveness is like you drinking rat poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm. Like it's not going to do, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to them. All it does is when you harbor unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart, or if you've done so, I had to send a text. I had to send a text last week to two really good friends of mine for something that I did that was wrong. And I said, guys, listen, and and I, I apologize for two things, what I did and the length of time that it took me to apologize. Because God said, you do it now. And I was like, oh, mm. you know, because, you know, we don't want to do that. So that's not, that's not what we want to do. And I did. And, uh, and when, when we, when we, let me say this, when we've done something wrong and we apologize, we don't apologize looking for a response from that individual or group of individuals to make us feel better. We're apologizing so we can clean the slate between us and God and us and them. Their response and how they deal with that is between them and God. And between, it's not between me and them. Hmm. I've done what I needed to do. And if the response is great, because like for one, it was a couple. I, I got a response from her. I didn't get a response from him. And it, and it bothered me. And I'm like, God, you know, what's up? And God said, no, this isn't between you. Let him process through this the way he needs to process through this. But this is about you and them. You said something you should not have said. You need to own that and handle it yourself. And it's not about their response. It's, it's about how you're going to handle that. And dude, I just think that, you know, in this world we live in social media, you know, self-development, um, you know, I get to hang around some really, really cool people and, and the people that I spend the most time with that are the most amazing human beings are the people that understand about, about love, honor, and respect in the relationship with, with other people. Mm. Man, that that is deep right there, Ken. Uh, it is so true. Uh, and and obviously, with that being one of your five core values with, that you focus on, you mentioned uh, faith, health, relationships, and 
uh, finances. And, and I love that you have finances at the end. Uh, I'm a big believer that, you know, you, you need to be mentally prepared first. Uh, you need to be, your faith needs to be in line first. Once you have all those things, then the financials just come. Uh, and Dude, so I love that you have that. It's literally my team's working on a graphic today. It's secular. You know, when you get your faith component right, and you get from your faith to your health. I mean, I've lost 80 pounds in two years. Mm. I've got another 20 plus to go. I was busting my ass at the gym this morning. You know, it's your faith and then and then your your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health. Then the relationships just fall into line. It's like amazing how like, dude, all my relationships improve when I get my faith life and my health life where it needs to be. The relationships just begin to improve. And guess what happens after that? The business and the finances. That's, that's just organic. You don't even have to, it's like you said earlier, you don't really even have to work hard on that. It's just, if you're passionate about what you're doing, the business is going to grow and you're going to make impact on people because you faith, um, health relationships are all in alignment. When you get that, when you get, when you get those first three, the business is going to come in alignment. The right people are going to come in your life that need to be in your life. And when that happens, guess what? The revenue and the finances are going to go to another level. I told you off air. We had our biggest week ever last. We did 102,600 bucks last week. It was our mm. biggest week we ever had. I mean, we I mean our goal this year is 5 million. 5.192 million. And we did 102k last week. We did like two right close to 200 in the last month. So that's not our goal, so we got to we got to keep pushing that number, but when you get those five areas in alignment, dude, um you know, you, you do open, you do open up the opportunity for God to be able to bless you. You know, you're, you're, you're disciplined in your health. And when you're disciplined, I'm sitting here drinking a protein shake. You know, I'm, this is day nine of keto for me. Again, it's my second round of keto. First mm. one was like seven, eight months to help me get from like 45 pounds to, you know, to the 80 pound mark. And so when you get the discipline in line, that discipline bleeds into every area of your life, by the way, it's not just mm. one area. It bleeds into all the other areas of your life. And then your relationships start coming in alignment because you're, you're, you are starting to be whole. You're starting to become the best version of you. Mm, I love that. Ken. Uh, so true that there, there's so much truth to that. And obviously you're living proof of that. Uh, it, you know, it's easy. It's easy to see, right. Ken killing it right now, killing it, doing everything. But uh, if you could let us know a quick background of your story, uh, where are you from and kind of how you got to where you're at now? Wow, dude, that's that's a long, um, you know, I turned 54 last Sunday, actually Sunday before last, last Sunday was my, was my daughter's 14th birthday. She was born a week after me. I turned 54 years old. And it's, it's funny, this life, when you understand what life is all about and that life is, this is a journey. Um, you're not, it's not like you've got a destination or an ending, you know, every three months or six months or a year, it's a journey and you need to learn to enjoy the journey. But one of the things I've learned, I'll be super transparent with you. One of the things I've learned over the past year is I've been in, been in therapy, walking through a 20, ending a 27 year marriage, uh, been at most difficult two, two and a half years personally for me ever. <clears throat> uh, one of the things I learned, my, I've got a counselor. She's phenomenal. <clears throat> she's like a mild version of Medea. Mm. She's like a 55 <laughs> year old black lady who don't put up with your shit. She tells you the truth. And she just fires it off, baby, just like it, just like it's supposed to be. And we're sitting there one day and she was like, tell me about, tell me about growing up. What, tell me about your childhood. And I said, well, 
I said, when I was eight years old, I, I grew up in, I was born in Detroit, grew up in Pontiac, Michigan. When I was eight, my parents got divorced, moved to Georgia. And I said, from my sixth grade year to my senior year of high school, I moved back and forth to my dad's house six times. And she was writing notes. <coughs> and she looked up at me. She said, why on earth would you want to move that many times? And for the first time in 53 years, I was having a conversation. I, I went to 12 schools in 12 years. 12 schools. I went to six high schools. Mm. I wore that as a badge of honor my entire life. And this is, this is when I talk about faith and health. Health isn't just the physical. I'm down to 80 pounds. But it's also the emotional and the mental. Like, what are the things that keep tripping me up in my life? Because they're going to be the same thing. And if it's something that's tripping you up when you're 30 and you don't deal with it and you don't get healing in that area of your life, you're going to trip over it when you're 40. You're going to trip over it when you're 45. You're going to trip over it when you're 50. So you might as well do the work. She looks at me and she goes, why on earth would you want to move so many times? And for the first time, I, somebody asked me that question. And I looked at her and I went, I didn't have a choice. If I ever got in trouble, my mom would say, go pack a bag. And I had 24 to 48 hours before I was on a bus, a plane, or my dad was on the way to, from Michigan to get me. She was writing notes in her journal and she looked up and she goes, Ken, how do you think that's had an effect on the relationships with the women in your life who are supposed to love and protect you? Mm. Ooh, I was like, Oh my, like you want to talk about. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, man. I, I, I looked in to the relationship four or so months ago that I was in at the time. And every time something got hard, I ran. Every time something got difficult, I took off. I'd mm. pack my bag and I would leave. And I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. The thing that I talked about and said, you know, beat my chest on 12 schools, 12 years, six high schools, graduated, went straight in the United States Air Force, served, came home back to Georgia after three and a half, four years. You know, I was, a, I, I can do anything. There's nothing mm -hmm. I can't, I had no idea that, that that was a front for me hiding and protecting how I had been hurt as a kid by my own mom. Mm. But I, here I am in the middle of a relationship with a woman that I loved very, very deeply. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like it just, it was like, it was a light bulb moment. And that, and it, it, I, I was just going to ask you, Ken, um, have you ever gone back and done that exercise where you talk back to, you know, that youngster or mm -hmm. whatever to kind of be at peace? Cause you, you definitely, what I loved is you did talk about kind of leaving your past, but figuring it out before you keep fighting, because if not, it's always going to be there for the rest of your life until you figure that out. Has yeah. that ever, have you ever had oh, that moment? Most definitely dude. I, I, listen, I don't have one therapist. I have two. <laughs> I don't have one. I have two. Love um, it. Maxine's <laughs> local. Um, she's a cool version of Medea. And then uh, Dr. Rob Kelly, who is mm -hmm. a dear friend, a dear friend. He is one of the top NLP guys in the world. He's one of the top addiction doctors, um, all A-listers. Um, and I mean, his picture he had on his, on his Zoom call from the other day was Wonder Woman, James Marsden, Masden, or whatever the guy's name is, um, Will Ferrell. I mean, it was just it was six, wow. six A-listers <laughs> yeah, that he's walking through that he's helped get free from alcohol addiction. I don't have an, I don't have an addiction, 
What I did have, though, was trauma from growing up that we've been walking through mirror work in the morning, getting in front of the mirror and looking at myself and going, dude, I love you. Ten times. Ken Dawson, I love you. Ken, I love you. I told him, I said, dude, I get so fired up about number seven. I'm air. I'm like fist bumping myself in the mirror. Like I get fired <laughs> up. My affirmations, my affirmations, gratitude and affirmations huge every morning. I've got five affirmations and I look in the mirror, dude, you will have a millionaire mindset. You will live a life where your heart, head, and relationships are in alignment. You honor and respect those you love most. Your actions will be a true reflection of your heart. You are whole. You choose to use past pain to help other people find healing, and you are enough because you are his child. Mm. Every single day, I'm looking. And then, dude, if I have a bad moment throughout the day, I'll, I literally will take my phone. I will put my camera on. I'll flip it around, and I will look at myself and, and talk to myself. If you're mm. like, dude, that's a little crazy. No, that's 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 the price it takes for you to be whole and healed so God can do everything through you that he wants to do through. There's no mistake. There's it's not an accident that our business has grown. I mean, literally, from we're two and a half years old, and we'll do close to five million bucks this year in revenue. Wow. And in, in two, and that's insane. The, but the, we never, I would have never been able to do that. Had I not taken this journey, faith journey, health journey, physically, emotionally, mentally, walking through and doing the freaking work, it takes freaking work. And <laughs> the deal is, is people look at it and they're like, dude, I can't overcome that. You know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, homie. You just freaking, you just freaking do it. But so I think, you know, going back all the way back to the original question, the original thing we started talking about was, you know, in this space, man, if you can be an individual that wants something for people and not from people, if you can serve people and, and genuinely, authentically love people and you're out for them and not what they can do for you, sky's the limit, dude. Mm. I love it, Ken. Uh, and again, I, I'm making a point here, guys, that you have worked your butt off, right? Like it, this doesn't just happen. And, and one of my favorite things I like to tell my mastermind group is you took the steps, you didn't take the elevator. And exactly. it's a misconception that a lot of people think, you know, they see me, oh, you know, the music thing, but it's like, I've been doing it for a couple decades now. And I didn't take, yeah. I'm still walking these steps, you know? Um, but it, with, with all that being said, Ken, it, what is the biggest factor that has helped you to be successful or a habit or just a, whatever factor comes to your mind? Yeah. A concept I created um, over the past couple of years called incremental, not monumental, small daily discipline decisions over time, always equal monumental results. Success mm. cannot escape you when you do the right thing every single day. Mm. Incremental, not monumental, small daily discipline decisions over time, always, 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 always bring yield. They will deliver you monumental results. Success cannot escape you if you do the right thing every single day. The problem is that's not sexy. <laughs> you just don't look at it and go, dude, I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to, I can't wait to get up at four or 30 every morning and have a morning routine and be disciplined to stick with my morning routine. And like when I walk downstairs this morning to go to the gym, my pre-workout's already made in my refrigerator. My workout clothes are already sitting in my chair in my master bedroom, my little in my little sitting area. They're waiting on me. My shoes, my tennis shoes are in the floor. Like I'm ready to roll as soon as I get up. It's not a 
oh crap, I wonder what I'm going to do today. No, I did the work the night before to know what today looked like before I walked into it. If you, mm. if your work day starts when your alarm clock goes off, you're in trouble. Your work day better start the night before with you planning and organizing what your day looks like the following day. And you got to pay the price. So how, how, do, how have we done what we've done? Incremental, not monumental. Man, daily, I love it. Small daily discipline decisions, bro. It, it, and, and some people, you know, we live in like a microwave society. Everything wants everything. Everybody wants stuff in like a minute or two minutes. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. We tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term, but almost always underestimate what we can do in the, in the long term. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a, it's a marathon, dude. It's a journey. Like It's a journey. And you, you have to, when you understand that it's a journey, you understand that concept that principle of incremental, not monumental, it's easier to slow down and enjoy what's going on. And it's almost like sometimes when you get that understanding and you slow down and start enjoying things, the things that you want come to you faster than they did. If all you're doing is out there hustling, trying to get to it faster, man. And, and I want to dig a little more deep into that, Ken, because that's kind of how we started the conversation. Um, I was just sharing with you kind of every time that I've always you know, for example, at first, when I first started rapping and then I got my first merchandise, I was ready to hustle, right? I used to go to every little gas station or whatever in the in the Midwest, all the way to Texas, Virginia, California. And it was a lot of hard work. And don't get me wrong, it got me, quote unquote, rich, right? But it wasn't wealth uh, at all because I was away from the family and, and all the other stuff. Um, but then I started noticing that once I got, which don't get me wrong, anybody listening, you have to hustle. Like that, that's just, yes. you, you got to start. Yes. Like you, yeah. <laughs> there's no way around that. Again, you got to do the work, but I'm a big believer that once you do the work, then you can graduate to working smarter, not harder. Right. Then you can. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like once you get to that point, that's where you build an empire. And now, you know, digitally, I've been able to collect my royalties instead of physically selling these CDs, you know, 10 hours away from, from my house or whatever. So <laughs> I'm a big believer in in hustling, but also the more I have worked on my mental, the Mm -hmm. easier things come to me. And we were just talking about it. For example, the house I live at now, literally it it was the builder sold it to me directly. He, it was just an easy process. Right. And, and now looking at acreage, like I was telling you, Mm -hmm. uh, Ken, and, and things just come to me now. And if you could touch a little bit on, what plays in that part? You know, some might call it law of attraction or what the universe, I, I yeah. call it God, you know, but if you could yeah. touch a little bit on that, because I know you play that game and you do it to yeah. the next level. <laughs> yeah. Like attracts like, you know, John Maxwell says, who's a really good friend of mine. John says, you don't reproduce what you know, you reproduce who you are. Mm. You know, you're going to attract who you are. <clears throat> even, even in the relationship game. You know, if you're looking for a partner, this is a quote from 20 years ago when I was youth pastor. Stop worrying about finding Mr. and Mrs. Right and worry about becoming Mr. and Mrs. Right. Mm. Like become who you're looking for. Become what what you're looking for in a spouse. Stop, Stop trying to, stop trying to, you know, find this mythical person and become the mythical person. And that's, I think, I think that's huge. Dude. Just become the mythical person, become the person that you want, become the person that's patient and kind and 
trustworthy and loving and serving. You become that person and you'll attract that person. Again, what John says, John's right on the freaking money. You don't reproduce what you know, you reproduce who you are. And when you do the work, you will attract the right people. The one, my one affirmation, this probably my number one affirmation is I will live a life where my heart, head, and relationships are in alignment. Mm. When I first did that affirmation, uh, probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, it was, it was only, I'll live a life where my heart and head are in, are in alignment. <clears throat> and here's why that's important. Your heart is your vision factory. Dude, it's where you dream. It's where you paint the picture. It's where, it's what excites you in the morning when you get up and you're like, dude, I can't wait to go do that. I can't wait. I'm sitting here looking. I've got, I've got post notes all over my podcast studio, 12 month goals, 50, 100, 500, a thousand for GSD, 50 people in GSD elite, hundred people in GSD community, 500 people at my create conference, 1000 courses sold. That's 5.192 million. And I've mm. sitting over here, I've got, I've got a list from Scottsdale. that has got 275 K on it. I've got create speaker partners over here. That's got $180,000 in revenue. On it. I've got CEO tickets, which are 10 K for my conference. I got about 30 names on it. Like I'm sitting here, we, I know exactly where we're going. I know exactly what we're going after. And I think, dude, when you, when you get that and you understand like where I'm going and I've got to, you've got it. It's right over your shoulder and neon, baby hustle. I got to hustle. But when you're Gary Brecker said this at my, at our uh, event, we did last October in Vegas. We did it with my good friend, Brad Lee at Brad's event at Brad's new event space at uh, Lightspeed headquarters. And Gary said this, he said, authenticity, authenticity is, is a combination of a belief, a knowledge of a subject and a heavy belief or passion of a subject. Like you have to have a knowledge and then you have to have a heavy belief or a passion for a subject. When you have that, what you have is authenticity. <clears throat> this is what he said through there's some scientific research. They, they have, they have literally, they have literally proven that we emit frequencies from our body, all kinds of emotional that we, every time we have an emotional response, there's, a, there's an electronic frequency that leaves our body. The highest frequency that we emit as human beings is authenticity. The most sought after frequency from other human beings is authenticity. Dude, when you, when you can do that, at a level to where you are so passionate about what you're doing, you understand, listen, and I, and I, I tell our team this all the time, our sales team, uh, everybody from my, from my graphics team to my website team, to my sales guys, to my executive assistant, everybody, listen, if we, if you get somebody, so when I'm calling on a, one of my masterminds, you get somebody in these masterminds, it's going to change their life forever. So I'm not selling you anything. I might do, this is an opportunity for you literally to change your life. I was on a call with a guy this morning. He's an eight figure earner. His business did 115 million in sales last year. He bought mm. his first jet about three or four months ago. He was invited on Thursday night just to come because he lives in Salt Lake City. He, he was invited by Randy just to come and hang out. So he got to come to the cabin. We do our big after party on Thursday night. And then I do gratitude. Um, I do a gratitude exercise where we take, we popcorn gratitude. Billy, dude, I'm super grateful for you because of boom, 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 boom. And then you pick somebody in the room. Dude, two and a half hours later, hugs, 
high fives, laughter, tears. Dude, that room is like, it was like, I didn't want to leave. And my, my, my guy says, he's, he speaks up. He's one of the last ones to go. He goes, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, I'm in the top four masterminds in the country. Tiger 21, Board of Advisors, War Room. I've never seen anything like this before. And he goes, mm-hmm. the reason the reason it's like this is because every single one of you guys check your ego at the door. Dude, when you walk in that room with, the, with that level of guys, you can't tell who the eight-figure earners are from the guys making three, four, five hundred grand a year. You can't tell. It, it is, it is ego freaking free. The one of the things he said was, he goes, dude, when people talk at the masterminds that I go to, the first two minutes are about how amazing they are. Here, nobody talks about how amazing they are. All they do is talk about how amazing everybody else is. <laughs> that, that is that that is my passion. That re- that is that is the that is the truest form of wanting something for people and not from people. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about me. It's about, it's about them. And that's what I posted. I saw a clip of a podcast the other day with a really, really good friend of mine. And, and, and it, well, actually two, two good friends of mine. And, and they were just like the person being interviewed was like, Oh, it's about you. It's not about anybody else. You got to take care of you. You know, you got, you got to, you got to get rid of anybody that's in your life that isn't adding to what you're doing. And I'm like, Oh, Oh God, please don't tell people that. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like if you're an individual that just uses people in your life just to get where you want to be or advance your vision or your career, you're missing the boat. Like, Mm. it's not about that. It's not about you. That's why I posted this morning. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about the other people. Like, yes, I have, I have great relationships. Yes. I get to spend time with guys like you. I, I think I met you at, um, at the Undercover Billionaire Bootcamp, didn't I? Mm-hmm. In, in Pueblo mm-hmm. with Grant and Gary and Matt Smith and all the guys from the TV show. You know, it's do I get I get some, I get to speak on some all I'm in November. I'm speaking with Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty, Patrick, Ben David, biggest stage I've been on so far. But like even that stage is not about me. It's about God will elevate and he is elevating what we're doing so we can do what? Go out and have greater impact. So we can do what? grow the mastermind. So more business people who are coming in and dude, going after couples in business, like going after marriages and because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing stuff like that, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the other people that I get an opportunity to impact. And you know what, based on what you're doing, you can, you can make a really good living doing it. Mm, yeah. Wow. Your microphone is on fire, Ken. Love it. Love it, man. We were just talking about you're very passionate about that. And and I literally just gave you your flowers. You deserve them, bro. Uh, your roses, man. And and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I, that's that's the reason why I have the love that I do for you, bro, because uh, you the passion. I mean, I, I've seen you on stage, bro, and you you've shared you've shed tears. You you've told some crazy <laughs> stories. And uh, it, I, I you don't even have to say that there's passion because and that's why you are where you are. That's why you're heading where you're heading. And, um, uh, I, I'm definitely, it's a promise, bro, that I'm, I'm going to be part of it. Uh, you know, I know we we've talked and I'm kind of deciding which ones I'm, I'm going to go with, but I'm, I'm definitely part of, of the team, man, because, uh, I think everything that you do is just, uh, evolved on passion. And I love that. Um, what I have a question for you. Um, I kind of like to ask this randomly just to, to see, uh, if, if your bank account was at zero this morning, when you woke up, what's the first step? 
Oh, well, let's just say if we're where we're at right now, I'm going to look right over here to my list for my Scottsdale Mastermind, November 1st through the 4th. Dean Graziosi, Sharon Lecter, Carlos Reyes, and all the people that are in my mastermind. I'm going to call people and go, dude, listen, we've got an opportunity for you to be able to change your life. You know, if you're a faith-based entrepreneur, if you're trying to figure out faith, and our core five are faith, health, relationships, business, finances, I'm going to put you in an environment you cannot get anywhere on the, on the face of the planet. And it's only $6,000 for a one-time preview. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit there and I'm going to make calls. And I'm, I won't, I'll have six figures by the end of the week. It's, it's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. Um, because again, I'm passionate about it. I believe it. I see what's happening. When I had, when I had that guy sit on that couch there, I, he, man, he sent me a voice text this morning. When I had him sit on the couch and say, dude, I've never seen anything like this. Like, this is like unbelievable. I, Kurt Shewell, I was on the phone with Kurt this morning. The number one EXP agent in Michigan he has 120 agents on his team. He just took a 10-day cruise with his wife on the Viking cruise over in Europe. Just flew in town this morning. His son's got some physical problems. And, and I just texted him and said, hey, dude, are you back? Let's connect. How's your son? He's not good. He's having seizures every day. I picked my phone up and I prayed for him. I sent him a voice text and prayed for him this morning. And he just shot me a text back. He goes, dude, you're the real deal. You are the real deal. Like, when you when you – when you care for people and you really, you really do want something for them, not from them. And you really do approach every day from the position or the posture of being a servant leader. Dude, it's, it's unbelievable what can happen in your life. Unbelievable. The doors that will open up. And I was talking just a minute ago about my affirmation. Um, I'll live a life where my heart, head and relationships are in alignment. My heart, is where I dream. It's where I paint the picture. It's where I want to go. And I was talking about the vision this minute ago, and I got totally caught up in the 5.192 million. Your head is where your belief system is located. The problem is, is a lot of us have, we struggle with limiting beliefs. Every single one of us do. I do at some point, you do, every grant does, everybody does. And I, I, I talk about a lot of, the, I would say the main six, fear, insecurity, scarcity, comparison, shame, and success. Those are the main six, especially with fear, scarcity, and insecurity. Those are probably the top three. And the definition of a limiting belief is something that prohibits you from seeing the potential of your future. Like you don't, you can't even, you, it robs your ability to be able to dream. So you're dreaming in your heart, but because of limiting beliefs, your vision trips over your mindset every day. And then day after day after day, your vision trips over your mindset until you wake up one morning in your life. This ain't going to work. I don't have what it takes. I'm not ever going to get anywhere. This is what I'm going to have to settle for. And you get there. So I will live a life where my heart and head are in alignment. When I start getting my mindset in, in alignment with my heart, what happens is things start coming to pass. Dreams and visions that I'm writing down twice a day, those that 5,100, 500, 1,000, those things start coming to pass. Then what happens? And this is when I, this is when I added to the affirmation, probably a year uh, back in January at the end of my create college. I added, I will live a life for my heart, head and relationships are in alignment. Because when you start doing things, what happens is God starts opening doors and sending your relationships. You can't, you can't fake or create the kind of relationships that you can have when you get when you get the heart and the head in alignment and when you get your heart your head and your relationships in alignment there is absolutely nothing in this world you cannot account, accomplish mm. or there is no impact you cannot make around the world man i love that 
I'm a student at Hartcan and and one thing that you keep speaking about and is the alignment. And mm. for and, and I'd be a liar if I didn't struggle with that. For somebody listening out there as well, what how how do you, how does someone get in alignment with themselves? Uh, it start mindset, dude. It starts with mindset. Number one, you've got to be able to. And I'm big on routines. I talked about this in my mastermind in Sundance. I have a I have a very strict morning routine. Now my time I get up in the morning may be a little different, um, but I'm up at four four thirty five a.m. or six a.m. class at f forty five. I mean my morning routine is very strict. I mean from the time I wake up, I wake up, my alarm clock goes off. I beat it most of the time. I'll grab my phone, I go straight to my worship app. I'll put a worship song on, screenshot it, put it on my Instagram, tag a few friends, let them know, hey, here's what I'm. I just want people to know, hey, here's what I'm listening to. Good morning. I always put that on there, uh, and then I roll from there right into my Uversion app, and I listen to my I listen to my quiet time. It's a 10, 15 minute app. I get dressed. I walk down. I can walk downstairs, grab my pre workout out of the refrigerator. I get dressed. I brush my teeth. I'm ready to I'm ready to roll. Uh, and then my day starts from there. So I would say, I would say, you know, getting that morning routine and that evening routine down solid uh, in my morning routine, it's right. My goals, gratitude, affirmations, and top three goals. Like, what are you going after? You need to be able to, somebody said, Ken, what are your goals? Easy. My on the real estate side for the XP, uh, one, 16 and 20. One is one person. That's Chase. Who's my new team lead. $16 million in transactions, 20 agents to EXP. Simple. 5,100 in GSD, 5,100, 500, 1,000. I shared that earlier, exactly what that is. For me personally, um, it is lose 106 pounds, time with my girls. I've got four daughters. And then me, healed and whole. Like that, those, those are my goals. I can tell you exactly what my goals are every day. And so when I look at my calendar, my calendar better line up with those things right there. Or guess what? Those things are never going to come to pass. It's, it, ha- it has to line up. Mm. Um, so that, that really is when you talk about alignment, that really is a way to get in alignment is to have a solid routine goals, gratitude, affirmations, top three gratitude. I talked about it this morning on my, like, what is, what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful for? True gratitude always takes action it ain't good enough for me to sit here and write gratitude in my planner. Dude, I gotta, I gotta send a text. I got to send a video text. I got to make a phone call. I've got to shoot somebody an email. I've got, hey, dude, I'm grateful for you today. I just want you to know, dude, you made this kind of an impact in my life. And go watch my video I did this morning on my Instagram. It's me on my stage at Create right behind John Maxwell talking about Grant and Jared and Richie and the 10X community because they're the ones that really were the catalysts and the spark to get me where I'm at today. The first thing I did on that stage was honor them. Hey, guys, I'm grateful for this. Some of you guys may not like Grant. And there's some things that Grant does I don't like. There's some things I do that Grant probably doesn't like. But you know what? I'm going to give him honor because I would not be here if it weren't for him. So I think goals, gratitude, and your affirmations. What are your affirmations? How we get rid of limiting beliefs or what I say crush limiting beliefs is identify, remove, and replace. You identify limiting beliefs through your gratitude. When you start doing gratitude, dude, it exposes fear. It exposes insecurity. It exposes shame. It exposes comparison. And then you see those things. Ooh, that's ugly. I don't like that part of what's going on in my heart. You're right. No, I don't like it. And then what happens is you go, okay, I'm going to create an affirmation around that insecurity. Hmm. I am enough because I am his child. You know what? I've got this. I've got this, this one about fear. I am whole. I choose. 
I choose to use past pain to help other people find healing. So identify, remove, and replace. You identify it through gratitude. You remove and replace through the practice of affirmations and mirror work every single day. I'm doing mirror work. I'm rewiring my neuroplasticity for my brain to function and fire in a different way than I was, than it was programmed as a kid or as a young adult or as a, or as a young man. Mm, man, powerful right there, bro. Uh, I, so an, another question that I have for you, because uh, also I, I it, obviously you're practicing every single day, right? It's not like you did your morning routine for a week and you're like, all right, I'm good for 10 years now. Um, what do you do to fight those funky days? Vision. Vision. Scripture says where there's no vision, people perish. Mm. You have to have vision. You have to have a dream. You, there's got to be something that you're going after. And it can't just be about a new range. I mean, I bought a Range Rover. can't be about a Breitling or another watch or another. It's got to be how am I impacting people? How am I impact? I got, I, dude, I get two or three text messages, DMs a day from people that go, Ken, this is the impact you made in my life. I'm going to read one of them for you. I just got one yesterday mm -hmm. from somebody in my community. And she goes, also, I meant to tell you that story about the study from Focus on the Family. I talked about this on my call Monday morning about the fence and the kids at the playground. Wow, that hit me hard. Boundaries are good for us, even though they aren't fun sometimes. Thank you for that. I needed that exact thing today. Like I'm getting, I get those things all the time. That's the fulfillment component. Because listen, you buy a new car, it may be fulfilling for a week or two weeks, and then the newness wears off. I mean, I've got a beautiful Range Rover, white leather. It's nice. Sunroof, moonroof, it's clear, you know, top, stereos, just as badass as it can get. Like I'm cranking, you know, Luke Bryan this morning on the way to the gym, loud as I can, windows down. I'm having a blast driving a Hyundai on the damn interstate, <laughs> hoping I don't see no popo. <laughs> um, you know, which real quick, uh, it's funny, uh, Ken, because I, I want people to know where you come from. You uh, you got some hood in you, man. That that I grew up in Detroit. You yeah. cover, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so respect. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, I grew up in Detroit, um, in Pontiac. Yeah, but you know, it's those things are great, but those things don't leave. You, you don't lay in the bed at night going, dude, I got another watch from my watch winding case. Got another, got another car going flying to so-and-so. I've got another house. I've got another boat. I've got another jet. Like those things, like if you, if you lay down on your pillow at night and those are the things that come to your memory, those are the things that come to your mind. You're, you're living an empty and a shallow life. Cause here's the reality of it is bro. I've never seen a hearse pull a U-Haul. Mm. Like you ain't taking any of that stuff with you, dude. You're not. Mm. You know what you will take with you? You will take a legacy with you. Today's Randy Garn's dad's birthday. It's Randy's father's birthday today. Mm. I said, I sent, I think he's 84. I sent him a text. I sent Randy a text to send to his dad. I said, happy birthday, Mr. Garn. I, for one, am grateful you chose to live a life of legacy. I'm grateful for the character and integrity you passed along to your son. The ripple effect of your life reaches across the world. And for that, we celebrate you today. Hmm. So what I, I, I was in Planet Fitness this morning on the bike, doing my cool down at the end of my 30-minute ride. I sent that to Randy. Dude, send this to your dad. 
It's, it's, it's about legacy. Fulfillment. Listen, fulfillment. You can't add a zero or a comma to your bank account and it raise your level of fulfillment. Doesn't unless it's tied to now I can impact more people. Now I can give more. Now I can serve more. Now I can grow my team more so we can then in turn have a greater effect and raise the level of impact we can have on people's lives for the good. Mm. That, that is uh, deep right there, Ken. Uh, I can already answer this question that I'm going to ask you next. Uh, but <laughs> this year so far, yeah. have you been saying, what's your default to yourself? Have you been saying more no's or yeses? Um, well, that's tough for me, bro. Um, you know, because part of me, I, I, I love people and I want to help people. So I'm always going to probably default on the yes side. Um, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, I can be good at no, but I choose to, I choose to believe Andy Stanley did one of the best talks ever at Catalyst about 15, 20 years ago, where he talked about, he had two bookends and, he, and one said you and one said me. And he just talked about the gap that always gets in a relationship. And he goes, the wider the gap gets and the bigger the gap is, you have to choose to believe the best of the other individual when there's a gap in your relationship. Mm. So guess what? Uh, I'm, I'm usually going to say yes. I'm usually going to say yes to just about whatever, to just about whatever. You, Cause you've talked about it in the past, Ken, where, you know, sometimes somebody will ask you, Hey, are you in on this? And you know, you, you say yes, without even having the money, quote unquote, right. Uh, can you talk Whew. about that a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, last year, last year for create, I was on the phone with Chad, um, John's COO, I think John Maxwell's COO. And, you know, I've known Chad, he was an intern for my best friend 20 years ago for enjoy at John's. And I was on the phone with Chad and, um, super dude, man, he's a super dude. And uh, we're on the phone and I'm like, okay, hey, I want John to come in on Thursday night and speak at the fundraising dinner. And then Friday morning, kick off my conference. And as they're like, how much? He goes, well, we're going to give you the brother-in-law discount. It's 80K. It was 80,000 bucks. And I said, uh, actually, it was 75,000 last year. It was 75 grand. And uh, I was like, okay, send me the contract over. I'm good. Send it over. And uh, I called Nate on the phone. I FaceTimed him. And uh, I was Nate sometime on the FaceTime with him. Look at him and I went, what's up, dude? Chad said to tell you hi. Nate's first question was, how much? I said, 75000 He goes, how are you going to pay for it? I said, I have no idea. But we're going to do it. I told him to send the contract over. And Nate just looked at me and he just kind of laughed. Actually, this is what happened. I asked, he said, how much? I said, 75000 And he looked at me and he stopped and he started laughing. He goes, you're going to do it, aren't you? I said, you're damn right I'm going to. He goes, how are you going to pay for it? I have no idea, but we're going to figure it out. And that's, and that's how I created our speaker partnership for Create last year. Mm -hmm. You know, 30K in ticket sales. I'm going to give you $30,000 in tickets. You're going to agree to partner with us to, to help fill the room. Last year, we had a couple hundred people. This year, we'll have 500. We're going to max it out this year. You know, and you're going to get 25-minute keynote on our stage. I'll help you work through your message. I'll help you develop your talk. You get, you get a six-foot table in the foyer. You get all of the, all of the media kit, which is it's a three camera directed shoot 65 foot led panel wall behind you band stills two roaming cameras i mean it's insane i mean you it's i'm handing you a 10 to fifteen thousand dollar media kit package 
Um, and you get to do all that. And it's, you're just helping me sell $30,000 in tickets and you're getting a $5,000 ticket for free. So, you know, it's a no brainer. So I came up with that, with that plan from that call with John, had I not done that call with John, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So, mm. no, yeah. I, and that, that's definitely one, one out of the many things I love about you, Ken, because, you know, I'm a big believer that if you say yes more, you have an abundant mindset. If you say no more, then you have a scarcity mindset. And yes. I truly believe that when a person claims to be too busy to do something, they're just admitting their efficiency. And mm. I, I think that you are definitely the definition of uh, yes, man. And, and I'm a yes, man. Right. You know, I, yeah. I'm a yes, man yeah. as well. And, and I think that's how you grow with the opportunities that come to yeah. you. Uh, you know, and, and it's funny because you could ask uh, people in the audience like, oh, who wants to 10x their money? Right. Uh, but most people are going to raise their hand. Right. But then you ask who wants to 10x their emails, who wants more customer complaints, for example. And <laughs> most ones raise their hand because all that, all that stuff's with coming it. with it, baby. You know, <laughs> it is. It's all coming. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm also a big believer that if you're feeling overwhelmed, then that is the indication that it's time to elevate your mindset. It's not time to step down and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to slow down because, again, you got to keep that momentum going. So I think you got to elevate your mindset. And with that being said, uh, what's one challenge this year that you think uh, that you didn't think that would be a challenge, but you're facing it now? Uh, just finding the right people for the team. It's hard, dude. It's, it's, it's hard to find right people. It's hard to find good people. Um, but I tell you what, you know, as a leader, there's nothing going to challenge or stretch you as a leader more than adding people, finding the right people. And even if they are the right people, I'll never forget this, man. My pastor, coach, and mentor, Sean, called me. Uh, he was going to hire a buddy of mine to be a student pastor. He hired him. And then he almost fired him. And he called me, he goes, dude, listen, I'm going to let him go. I said, listen, man, have you talked to him about A, B, and C? And he thought, well, a little bit. And I said, give him a chance, have a last 10% conversation with him and see if he'll grow through it. And guess what? He did. He did it. He did exactly what Sean asked him to do and moved from being, you know, just a student pastor to being an executive pastor and running the whole show of, you know, three or four campuses and several thousand people. And now he's one of the top executive pastors in the country and he coaches a lot of executive pastors, but it all stemmed from that one conversation that Sean had with him and called him to another level. Mm -hmm. And dude, he went and lost weight. He, I mean, he lost like 40 pounds. He started running. He got, he got, he got in shape. I mean, just uh, his whole life changed because of that one conversation. So I think the biggest thing that, um, you know, maybe that you think is it's always, it's always difficult working with people and finding the right people. And mm -hmm. I would say you've got to find, you know, the right people with the right heart mm -hmm. to be able to achieve what you feel like for, to be able to scale and do what God's called you to do. You just got to find the right people. And that's, that mm -hmm. can be difficult. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely agree. And uh, one question that uh, I would love to ask you is what is happiness to you, Ken? Oh man. Um, hanging out with my babies. Um, my, my baby girl turned 14 this week. She's five foot 10. She's almost, she's all right at, it's right at my height, maybe just a little bit shorter. Uh, she's taller than all three of her older sisters. So she thinks she's the mom, you know, hanging out with my <laughs> babies, um, you know, spend time with my girlfriend, uh, you know, my mastermind, my community, 
Um, you know, I talk a lot about three spheres of influence, community circle corner, you know, communities that large group you travel with. For me, it's GSD. For some people, it's 10X, you know, different communities around the country. Uh, the circle of the 10 or 12 people you spend the most time with. I've got some amazing guys in my circle. And then my, your corner is the couple people that have a 10,000 foot view of your life that are there for you regardless. Um, and I've got some amazing, amazing men in my corner, amazing men in my corner. So I would say, you know, I would say that's happiness. And I, I would even say this, I'll take it one step further. I would say that's where, that's part of where my joy comes from because there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness, the word happiness is rooted in the word happenstance, which is rooted in the word circumstance. So if my circumstances are good, I'm happy. My circumstances aren't good, I ain't happy. Joy is internal. Happiness is external. So if everything's going good external, I'm happy. Joy, different. Things can be falling apart all around you and you can still have joy. Things can be like you're looking at going, crap, everything's going to hell and back, but I can still have joy because I understand how much God loves me and what he's done for me. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, I'm big on like, what do you want your eulogy to say at the end? Right. Like after it's all said and done, because unfortunately that's where we're all heading. Uh, and, and I have that question for you. What, what, what is something important that you want your eulogy to mention? And even I'll take it even a step further is what is the one line that you would like on your tombstone? Um, he loved well. He loved well. Um, I love Jesus. Well, number one, I loved my girls. Well, number two, and I love my friends and family. Well, number three, um, you know, the, uh, the reason Jesus made such the, an impact that he did in just 33 years of life and three years of ministry. I mean, he only spent three years in the ministry and he impacted the world. We still talk about it today. 2000 years later uh, was because of the way you love people. Hmm. I tell people, I tell people all the time um, and some church folks, religious people don't like it, but Jesus, the only people Jesus ever got pissed off at was religious people. When he met the woman at the well who was in adultery, he didn't get mad at her. When he met the woman who was caught in the middle of adultery and they brought her out naked in the street and they all picked up stones and they were going to, they were going to stone her to death according to Levitical law. And Jesus looked at him and said, you know, you who is without sin, cast the first stone. Scripture says they dropped their stones one, one after another, from the oldest to the youngest, because the oldest knew. And guess who was the only person that was sitting there that had the legal authority to be able to start stoning her? That was Jesus. And he didn't. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it. She said, where, where are your accusers? <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> and he said, neither do I accuse you. Go home and sin no more. When he met Zacchaeus, who was a, you know, a despicable tax collector. What did he say? Go repay everybody. He said, I'm come down from the tree. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to have dinner with you. I'm going to fellowship with you. And then when he did, what did Zacchaeus do? It moved him so much. He went and repaid everybody that he, that he took money from. I think, I think theologians say sevenfold. He paid mm. him back. Um, Jesus never got, he never got angry with people that were in, that were struggling with sin or struggling in their life. When Peter denied him three times before Jesus was crucified, and after the resurrection in John chapter 20, Peter went back to doing what? Fishing again. He went right back to what Jesus pulled him out of. And when Jesus called him from the shore, Peter didn't even take his cloak off. He just jumped right in the water and went after Jesus. Jesus didn't wait for Peter to come find him. Jesus went and found him. 
exactly in the same mess he was the first time he found him because he loves us. Mm. Man, powerful, powerful. And uh, I'm going to ask you, I, I hate to wrap things up. I know you, I, I could talk to you all no, day, you Ken, <laughs> no, good, but I know you got stuff to do. So I'm uh, going to eat some sushi with my daughter, bro. Nice. Ooh, that sounds good. Yes, uh, I, I would love to hear the answers to the questions that I ask every guest at the end. And now uh, the first one that I have is, uh, which you practice it with in many different ways, but uh, what is one way that comes to your head that you've practiced the power of being uncomfortable, which is my book. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what's one way that you practice it and it got you further? Yeah. Every time I step in the gym, you know, this past two weeks ago, I started going, okay, I'm going to go heavy on my legs. And I put, and I worked my way up to eight plates on each side of the leg press, which that's 720 pounds. Mm. I was uncomfortable. Um, I did it. My legs were, I couldn't sit down for the next 24 <laughs> hours because I was so sore. Um, but you know, anytime I think great leaders look for uncomfortable situations, mm. they look for opportunities to be uncomfortable because they know it's going to grow them. So I think that's huge. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's major, major, major. And, uh, my next question that I have for you is if you were to look back at your younger self, what would be some advice that you would give yourself? Um, um, I didn't give my life to Christ till I was 25 years old. I never heard the gospel. I didn't know anything about it. I'd probably share the gospel with my younger self and let my younger self know, Hey, God created you and he loves you very much. And I know you feel lonely. I know there's times where you feel like, why am I even here? And uh, I just, I'd introduce him to Jesus and tell him and, and show him in scripture how much God loves me and, and hopefully convince myself to have a relationship with him. Love it. Love it. Love it. And if there was a three-step formula, Ken, to success, that if you do these three things, you're not going to fail. What are the three steps? Um, love God, love people, and, 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 be passionate and work hard. Like find something you're passionate about and go after it with everything you got. Mm, powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, the last question I do have is, it's uh, I want to throw your book. It's a great book. Uh, it's an easy read too, which uh, are my favorite because especially when they have so much power in them and yours does as the leader grows. Uh, I wanted to plug your book in there, but uh, I'm assuming that's not your only book. Is there another book that you have coming or anything else that you're looking into? Dude, I've got, um, I've got so much in me right now, bro. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm going to tell you a book that I would say, go get like mm -hmm. yesterday is Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offer book. Ooh, mm. son. Um, I'm, I'm listening to it on audible and reading it. The dude's brilliant absolutely brilliant i don't know that i've ever plugged anybody else's book on a podcast i'm a guest <laughs> on that book is good dude it's really really good like i've listened to chapters the first four chapters probably six or seven times already i just keep rewinding it every time i'm like oh my god that's good oh my god and i'm just listening i'm like oh my god that's good and i just keep rewinding it and going back to the chapter one through four start all over i don't even, i don't know even sure if i've made it through past chapter five or six uh, but i'm listening <laughs> one through four about about seven or eight times. It's, it's that good. So yeah, I would say that would be one that would be huge for people to listen to. It's, it's, it is, um, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. 
Got it on my list, man. I love it. Love it. And uh, where can people find you, Ken? Uh, I will say anybody listening, you guys are missing out. If you guys are not following him, I follow you on Instagram. Uh, make sure you do, because you're right. You post every morning. I mean, you know, whenever I look at your stories, I'm ready to go. So come go ahead and plug on. your plug your stuff in real quick. Uh, just at Ken Jocelyn, K-E-N-J-O-S-L-I-N, Ken Jocelyn on Instagram. Uh, I think LinkedIn's the same. Uh, Facebook's the same. Um, Instagram, I'm on all the time. You know, we're we're there, stories, you know, just giving people an opportunity to watch, watch my day and you see what my life is like. Um, you know, it's not, it's not fancy. Sometimes it ain't sexy, but it freaking works if you do it every single day. Boom. <laughs> and then what's your website, Ken? Uh, and if you could let us know any events that you got coming yeah. up, because I know you got a lot of, uh, a lot of things coming up actually. Yeah. So it's growstackdrive.com. Um, G-R-O-W-S-T-A-C-K drive, D-R-I-V-E.com. Um, you can go growstackdrive.com forward slash Scottsdale. That's our next mastermind we've got coming up. It is an application process. Uh, we've turned a couple people away. Um, that I did not think would be a fit for what we're doing. I mean, it's a 40K a year mastermind with some of the best human beings and best entrepreneurs on the planet. Uh, it's uh, it's really, really cool, man. We've got our Create Conference coming up in January. Ed Milet, my good friend John Maxwell, Randy Garn, Carlos Reyes, Amberly Lago, Anthony Trucks, uh, Marie Costgrove, um, Gary Brecka. I mean, dude, the list just goes on and on. I mean, that that conference is sick. I mean, we've got our CEO tickets are ten thousand uh, dollars. You get private dinner with John Maxwell. That's limited to fifty people. Uh, Randy Garn lunch with Randy on Friday and lunch with Ed Milet on Saturday. Uh, it mm. is absolutely, um, it is absolutely going to be amazing. So, growstatdrive.com forward slash create. You can go there. They're early bird at 25% off. So the 10K tickets are 7,500. The VIP tickets are 4K. I think they're normally five. That's private VIP lunch with all the other speakers. Outside of John, Randy. Well, Randy will actually be in the other lunch a couple of times as well. Um, outside of John and Ed, all the other speakers that I mentioned, you're going to get to have lunch with all those guys. Um, and then we've got a, uh, executive ticket, which is like 1500 that gets you into Thursday night as well, which is kind of our fundraiser dinner that John will be speaking at. And then, uh, we've got general missions for like three, nine, seven, which just gets you in the building Friday and Saturday and gets you a little box lunch. Mm. Love it. Love it, man. It, Powerful stuff today, Ken. Uh, it, bro. once again, I appreciate your time and, uh, anybody out there listening, make sure you guys follow him, go and be involved in the community that's only going to grow. Uh, don't miss out on the train, man, because you're, you're a train, brother. You're going forward and you're mm, killing it. Yes. So appreciate uh, ev also everybody else listening, make sure you guys uh, check out the podcast. It's available on all the streaming services, YouTube slash Billy the Kid. But other than that, man, uh, I will see you soon. So let's get it. I'm a note. And some don't like that. They hate that they see you smile. As if I haven't been hustling, it's been a while. Gotta put in the work if you wanna shine. I want it all, and I'm coming for what's mine. Some call me greedy, okay? Bitch, I call it ambition. Some call me selfish, bitch, I call it motivation. Different levels of thinking, and we both right. But, but, but my mindset is on growth with the future bright. Those minded people mad at me that I'm speaking facts or maybe could it be that i'm getting racks open your mind gotta open it to receive i'm always ten toes for what i believe those minded people mad at me that i'm speaking